Nick Nurse just gave an interview that has me extremely excited about this upcoming season. He's talking about Precious Achua like he's a shoo-in for most improved player next year. He's talking about the role of Christian Coloco coming into this team for this next season. He even touched on Jalen Harris and OG Ananobi's trade request. So we have a lot to dive into on that front. There's also more trade rumors with the Utah Jazz and a whole lot of stuff that we have to discuss. So without further ado, let's dive straight into it. Hello everybody, Ben Rogers here, the Raptors side, just breaking down the latest Toronto Raptors news, and as I've been saying on the last few podcasts, we're on that road to 25k subs, so I appreciate everyone that's been checking out the videos, if you want to hit subscribe, mean a lot to me, so I appreciate you all, but we have some crazy news to talk about, and we're discussing the real reason the Raptors did not trade for a center, did not tr- sign a center this offseason, and it's coming straight from the, the coach's mouth. Nick Nurse discussed a lot of the players. He, he went on a podcast, actually a Hungarian podcast, Rap City, then a few Hungarian words I, I'm not sure how to pronounce. Most of the podcast was in Hungarian until Nick Nurse ended up coming on, and the, the podcaster gave a really strong interview, uh, switched to English, and Nick Nurse drop some quotes, drop some bombs on us that have me extremely excited. And the first, the two that really had me going were specifically around the center position. Now, I know that I've been pushing the precious propaganda, right, this entire last year, even when he was looking not too, not too polished just yet on the offensive end and all that sort of stuff. But my goodness, Nick Nurse is, has pushed me out of the driver's seat and got straight in it in terms of uh, pushing the Precious propaganda because I am juiced for Precious Achua coming into this season. Just some direct quotes from Nick Nurse talking about Precious in this one. He's really, you can really expect him to take a step up this year. Something happened to him this this offseason where he knows what it takes to succeed in the NBA and he's putting it all together. There's a total focus on development for Precious Achua at this uh, this point, and he is on an absolute mission to take his game to the next level. So, and obviously, coaches praise their players. They uh, talk. He talked about Scotty Barnes potentially becoming an All Star and the leap he expects him to make. Talked about OG getting healthy and how last year was a tough year for him, given the fact he suffered two serious injuries and all that sort of stuff. And you know they're going to bounce back. Thaddeus Young's fit with the squad. It's going to be a lot better. But the tone of voice, the excitement that came out from Nick Nurse's voice. I'll link the interview down below because it's it's something to get you excited about. When he was speaking on Precious Achua, it's there's no other way to describe than uh, he was talking like him. He's, it, it's the same way people were raving about Pascal going into that 2019 season because people sort of associate that year with you know Kawhi Leonard coming in and we knew we'd have a second option in Pascal come alongside of Kyle Lowry that would be surefire contenders. But People might not remember the season prior to that 2019 year, Pascal Siakam was coming off the bench. He was a part of that bench mob and that one seed and all that sort of stuff. Then we heard guys like Zach Lowe, Brian Windhorst, Nick Nurse giving interviews like these in the offseason talking about, okay, Pascal Siakam's taking that leap. And then what did he do? One from bench player. He didn't even start the first game of the seasons. It was in fact CJ Miles who had that on day one. But following that first game, Right, Nick Nurse said, okay, no more fooling around. Siakam's going into that starting lineup, and he ended up winning most improved player along with an NBA championship. And, you know, we'll see what happens about the NBA championship front, but if Precious Achua takes that leap at the way Nick Nurse is talking, who knows, man, who knows? And that's, uh, you know, the real reason we didn't acquire center because Precious Achua is going to need those minutes. And 
And before I segue also into Christian Coloco, look at this picture coming out of Precious. His head is at the rim on a windmill dunk. Precious Achua, he's an uber athlete. We knew this. We knew he's a rim protector. I talked about the development he made over the course of last season in a recent video, but he's only going to take another step further. So exciting, exciting stuff, especially when uh, Nick Nurse is gassing him up like that. So that's uh, that's one thing. Another reason we uh, didn't trade or sign a center this offseason is because Christian Coloco is going to have a real role on this roster. Nurse also talked, and there's question marks right now, I'm sure, a lot of it just has to do with everything up in the air, considering trade situations and all that sort of stuff. But Christian Coloco currently is not signed to the Toronto Raptors, but he will 100% will be on a guaranteed contract. He's not one of those guys fighting for a bottom roster spot. If you want a full breakdown on the Toronto Raptors roster decisions that have to be made, check out our last video. But Coloco's coming in, and Nick Nurse mentioned that he expects Coloco to be a rotation player. He spoke on his three-point jump shot, and essentially that he's working extremely hard on it. Maybe in three to six months, we'll see him splashing them down in games, but just given the speed, right, the defenses and all that sort of stuff, he doesn't expect him to come out and immediately be, you know, a three-point sniper right off the bat, but the, the, he said the jumper is developing, it's coming along, and don't be surprised if midway through next season we see Coloco hitting jumpers, and while he doesn't see him as a starting center, because I think that's you know, obviously we had our core five last year and Precious off the bench, but if there's someone eclipsing the center position in terms of jumping into the starting lineup, it's going to be Precious. But he did say he does see Coloco being an actual role player. He, he thinks he'll be in the rotation. And that's pretty huge when you have a second round pick. Obviously, our two second round picks last season were mostly spending time in the G League. So Coloco could have a real role on this team going into next year. And that puts us with two true centers in Precious and Coloco next season. So Yep. I'm encouraged. I'm happy that Nick Nurse is high on Coloco as well. So that's uh, that's pretty solid as, as well. I touched on his OG comments. Also talked about how Scotty Barnes is going to at minimum be a multi-time all-star. So you love that. But uh, you know, I've been kind of rambling about this interview, but I'm leaving a full segment to a guy that Raptors fans love to uh, talk about, Jalen Harris. Uh, Nick Nurse did also drop Jalen Harris. The, the, interview, uh, the interviewer brought up and he's an all-NBA interviewer as well. So I'm, I'm surprised about the, the knowledge. Usually people don't remember fringe players that got cut and stuff from uh, from teams. But he knew Jalen Harris, right? He knew uh, this guy, how Raptors fans have been, you know, some of them have been infatuated with Jalen Harris. And apparently he had a very, well, I, I discussed it. I thought he didn't have the greatest season in Europe last year. But the interviewer essentially said he had a really strong season in Europe. And Nurse broke down that said, the Raptors really like this guy, and obviously they have the rights to him, and there were discussions about potentially bringing him back to the Toronto Raptors for this year. However, he essentially alluded to the fact that it was extremely unlikely, just essentially shot down any hypotheticals of Jalen Harris rejoining the team this season, said, even though we have the rights and stuff, there's been talks about it, but there doesn't seem to be anything immediate with him actually joining the squad, but he did sort of say, in the future, they'd be open to potentially re, uh, re, re, getting Jalen Harris to rejoin the roster. So, for all the Jalen Harris heads out there, you know that you got your dose, you got your fix of uh, of Jalen Harris news. But uh, don't expect him to be on the roster at any point this season, especially with the logjam we sort of have at that wing guard position in terms of of the deep deep bench not a our log jam is truly at the 6-9 spot but we have Svima Hailuk fighting for a roster spot we even though he's guaranteed but he could potentially get waived Justin Champagny there 
right? Juancho Hernan Gomez now coming in, filling up one of those roster spots. Armani Brooks, right? All those guys I think are better, more suited than a Jalen Harris. So we'll see what ends up happening. But I know people like to have their eyes on Jalen. But uh, the next thing we're discussing, the next thing we're talking about is Raptors Jazz trade talks persist. Now, uh, you know, I don't want to get too fishy, but uh, Jake Fisher's coming out. And, you know, using his insider, still discussing, saying that on a podcast that Toronto, from my understanding, the Raptors and Jazz have been in trade talks all offseason from Gobert to Bogdanovich and definitely Donovan Mitchell. Now, Donovan Mitchell has been a huge topic of discussion amongst Raptors fans over the past week, especially when Shams of The Athletic came out and essentially said that we're one of the teams in the race for him. And then we had that sketchy report saying that we were front runners and all that sort of stuff. And I made my point clear. I know it's split in terms of what Raptors fans want to happen with Donovan Mitchell specifically, but... Firstly, on the Utah Jazz front, I wouldn't mind getting a Patrick Beverly, certainly, because I think we can get him for pretty cheap. Jordan Clarkson, if we can get him for cheap as well, even though I think he'd be more expensive, I'd love to bring that guy in as well. Bogdanovich, given his his uh, contract hit, he's about 20, roughly $20 million per year. The only way the Raptors are acquiring Bogdanovich is if they give up Jerry, Gary Trent Jr. Big no from me. I want my star boy in this uh, on this Raptors team next season, unless we're getting a superstar, right? Those are, the, those are the fringe guys, the role players that I'd uh, like to see from the Utah Jazz. But Donovan Mitchell, I would, I'm, I'm pro Donovan. And what I want, I did say I would not give up Gary, OG, and picks. Right? I'd like to see us match salary some other way. I would not do that deal just given the, the defense we'd be sacking as well as the growth we could see from any of those two players. Right, That's, uh, that's my stance on that front. However, if we could get Donovan Mitchell, people are talking like him and Fred would be an unplayable backcourt. We had two, and I know uh, someone fact-checked me or said that when I said our backcourt when we won the championship was Danny Green and Kyle Lowry. And yes, that was the starting backcourt. But the, the backcourt that played the most minutes in that playoff run, was, especially in the Bucks and uh, Warriors series, was Fred Van Vliet and Kyle Lowry. Uh, Danny Green started those games, but wasn't getting the same amount of minutes as Fred Van Vliet. Fred Van Vliet had a finals MVP vote. That's how much he was playing in that uh, that NBA finals. So I'm, I'm eclipsing him over Danny Green, but I digress on that point. But we can't run two six, you know, lower six-foot guards. Right? People always question Fred's and those types of guys' height. But Donovan Mitchell's an absolute elite elite score right he can he puts up 30 pieces like it's nothing in the playoffs and i know he's a turnstile on defense but i think in a raptor system where there's more wing defense right where donovan mitchell isn't a even though he's not a good defender by any means he doesn't have the likes of a 40 50 year old mike conley along his side a bogdan bogdan bogdanovich on his side right he's a he's going to be able to play better in a Raptor system, right? That's uh, that's my take there. But he is certainly a turnstile in defense. We saw Brunson absolutely cook him up and Terrence Mann cook him up in last year's playoffs. But Raptors need that go-to score that can get those tough buckets. Now, Gary Trent Jr. could potentially be that guy. I'm hoping he develops into that player, but Donovan Mitchell's already at that player and one of the best in the league at it. So if we can get him for not too much, too high of an asking price, by all means, bring them in, but the asking price will likely be too high. And Danny Ainge and uh, and Masai Jerry, they're like a heart. What is it? A rock and a movable object, or something? Or they're colliding. That's not the analogy, but they likely won't be able to. They only like to make trades where they finesse. 
So I would see a deal potentially being done. But who knows? And if it could happen, I'd like to see Donald Mitchell in a Raptors uniform, not just in a dunk contest. So that's a that's that front. Uh, we also had Bebe Nogueira coming out clutch again. Obviously, people of uh, Raptors side just fans know, right? No, Bebe is one of my favorite players. Lucas Nogueira is one of my favorites, favorite Raptors of all time. And this guy went on a on a story posting. It wasn't IG Live. It was just a bunch of stories being posted, talking to, casually posting some old scouting reports for the playoffs for the Toronto Raptors and. Man, these are pretty interesting. These are just a couple screenshots from the, the IG Live zoomed in so you guys can see them. And on the tiny screens, it's hard to see these sometimes, but it's a little bit blurry because it's screenshot from an Instagram story. But talking about LeBron James, below average defending the ball handler or screener. That's right. Gotta gotta match up on LeBron James there. Uh Bradley Beal, average pick and roll defender. They talk about uh where he's scoring. Right. There's a lot of emphasis on points per possession. You know, they talk about true shooting percentage a lot in these uh, in these scouting reports. They got the zones and all that. But if you looked at the discussions, and these I just straight up couldn't get a good screenshot well enough to essentially uh, show on top of the screen. But the breakdowns on specific player goals, it's very high-level stuff. And obviously the Raptors have been uh, credited with having some of the best scouting reports in the league. I find it pretty interesting. It's pretty interesting to see the inside of these ones here. I know people were absolutely flaming it. Obviously, Dwayne Casey was the head coach at this time when Bebe was on the squad during this playoff run specifically, and they're roasting that uh, <laughs> Dwayne Casey didn't have anything cooking up. Obviously, Thaddeus Young was praising the Raptors, saying they had the best scouting reports in the league uh, midway through this year. So, people gotta stop trashing Dwayne Casey only when he's talking nonsense about the Pistons being better than the Raptors that's the only time we have the right to trash on Dwayne Casey he's a good coach for us but uh yeah it was a yeah if you want to like give that a little throw up there LeBron James good at ball handler good in the pick and roll and all that sort of stuff catches and shoots on closeouts a low volume all that I won't read through this entire scouting report you guys know how LeBron James and Bradley Beal play but Cool seeing how it's all laid out for an actual NBA team. But the final thing, the final thing we're discussing, the final thing we're breaking down in this uh, podcast is Scotty Barnes got on the cover of Slam Magazine. This is uh, this is pretty cool. Obviously, the rookie of the year getting some love by uh, Slam. And he's got a new nickname, apparently, too. He's rocking the, the SB chain, rocking uh, the Raptors uh, city jerseys from last year. I'm surprised they didn't get him rocking the new ones. But, uh, or... Jer- I don't know what the, the specific name on all the Nike jerseys are, but nickname, North Star for Scotty Burns. I don't know what you guys think. Obviously, uh, the Star Boy, or pressing the wrong buttons, the Star Boy is already kind of taken for uh, the Toronto Raptors. The North Star, are these names too familiar? Are they too much the same to have uh, for your starting, what, two and three on the squad? I don't know. I like Scotty Burns, uh, the North Star. It's a pretty cool nickname. Leave your new Scotty Burns nicknames down below. We'll just keep giving him the Scotty Barnes Award. Maybe just Scotty Barnes Award. Flip the the meaning of a nickname. Make it longer. Make it crazier. I don't know. But uh, you guys are the best to make this far. Check out the Instagram, the TikTok, the Twitter, all that cool stuff. As mentioned, if you made it this far in this video, subscribe to the channel. It helps us out big time. We're on that road to 25K subscribers. Anyways, enough of me rambling. You guys are the best. I'm signing out. Cheers.